everyone, welcome to the festive episode of Ugandan Art Speaks Art Podcast with me, Linda Dina. As we come to the end of the year, as Ugandan Art Speaks Art Podcast, we give flowers to Terere Arts Foundation, a space for creatives where they freely express themselves. And particularly for this episode, we bring you a table of panelists that discussed the experiences and the challenges of young creatives in this digital era and particularly about skills of the young creatives in the digital era. This happened during the Kampala International Theatre Festival in November 2023. Let's dive into it. We are excited, extremely excited because for the first time in uh, the history of Tevere Arts Foundation and KITF, we are partnering with MasterCard for the very first time. And guess what? The icing on the cake is that they are launching their report in this festival. To us, that's more than a blessing. Let's clap for MasterCard Foundation. And there's no better way to do it by having a panel that will discuss uh, this amazing topic of skills for a digital age for Uganda's young creatives. Uh, that's what the report is about. And uh, we have Grace Nantavalo. Thank you so much for being here. To us, uh, I've always been, I've been reading her articles, following her on Twitter. I never put the face to the hashtag. And so you should have seen me asking her, so, huh? And she told me, I'm like, yeah, I know you. <laughs> so you can see I get to meet her and I'm really, really humbled to meet you. Grace, amazing Grace. And so our panelists today, we have our moderator who will be leading us. And uh, I think she's, she, had, she, she stepped out briefly, but she'll be, oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome with me, our moderator, Sharon Rakatungu. Aha, yeah. She will be uh, moderating today's topic. And uh, we also have Hawa Chimbugwe. Aha. Uh-huh. You're very welcome, Hawa. Hawa is always, uh, when we call her to be part of our event, she never says no. Never, never. Thank you so much, Hawa. And we also have Herbert Nkera, who's also a usual suspect when it comes to KITF and Tiberi activities. And I like his sense of style. You know, it enhances his fashion, you know. His, <laughs> Thank you so much, Nkera. Wow, I I mean you're self-contained. If it's sleep time, you just cover yourself. <laughs> That's so cool. We also have Patricia Mangeni. Patricia comes from uh, a family that is so theatrical and uh, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. The father happens to be a professor and she's also a theater practitioner. Last year, she was also part of the festival, helping us and guiding our guests where to be. And today we are honored to have her on the panel. And we also have none other than Duncan Lubwama. <laughs> Duncan Lubwama is uh, our alumni, is it? Alumni is one or plural? That's plural, eh? He's alumnus. He's with us. All right. Duncan was in our second cohort. 
and um, he managed to graduate so fast that he became one of the facilitators in the third cohort. <laughs> and then this year, he represented Tiberia Arts Foundation in Germany. And when I walked in, I was smelling benzene. I was wondering, where is it? <laughs> I didn't realize it was Duncan Luwama. So, ladies and gentlemen, allow me now to hand over to our moderator who's going to take us through. And then, uh, but before that, let me invite Grace uh, Natabalo to tell us more about MasterCard. And I'd like to encourage all performing artists, please pay attention because MasterCard is here to support us and we are here to support them in one way or another. So ladies and gentlemen, all the way from KLL, welcome with me, none other than G-R-A-C-E, Grace Nantabalo. Anyway, just to give you a little bit more context, uh, why we did this, uh, I mentioned that I work for Caribou Digital and we are a research partner for MasterCard Foundation. Uh, the MasterCard Foundation is this global philanthropic organization that works in 29 countries in Africa, including Uganda. And it views the creative industry in Africa as a means to unlock the potential of young African talent, especially if they have the right skills and resources to succeed in a rapidly evolving digital environment. Uh, I didn't specify, but the foundation work, uh, does programs for young people. Its focus is young people only. And so the foundation wanted to understand the skills, uh, sorry, the experiences and challenges of young creatives in a digital age. And of course, with a focus on skills, you are all young people. You use digital technologies every day. Um, but you know, it's changing the way we do things, the way we work, the way we earn, the way we communicate. And for the creative sector, it's not only changing the way products, creative products and services are produced and distributed, but also changing the relationship between creatives and their uh, audiences. Uh, just a few examples, like Platforms like Netflix have revolutionized how film and TV shows are distributed, providing a model that bypasses traditional uh, broadcast networks. You know, the rise of ebooks has transformed the ebook industry. As an author, you could self-publish and reach a global audience without the need for a traditional publishing house. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a possibility. You have artists and designers exploring new ways of telling stories in immersive ways uh, through virtual reality, augmented reality, provided audiences with unique and engaging content. Social media platforms have become crucial for artists uh, to showcase their work, build a fan base and connect to their audiences. <clears throat> I could go on forever just talking about that. But one of the things that this digital transformation has brought forth is that it has implications for the skills that creatives need today, right? Not even just creatives, I think all of us. And it's not just digital skills, but in the report we refer to the skills as uh, skills for a digital age. And I'll just share a little bit about what we mean by that. So skills for a digital age uh, a set of diverse skills and they can be technical skills and knowledge. Oh, yeah, well. So it's a combination of two things. One, digital skills, how 
you use technology for work, for life, for business, but also combined with um, the other essential skills uh, that one needs to navigate business life. Um, so, for example, as a young performer, you might be great at acting, but you also need skills such as knowing how to use social media platforms, knowing how to promote your content on social media, that is digital marketing. At some point, maybe you will want to have entrepreneurial skills if you want to start your own creative business. And once you start that, you also need to have the good communication skills to engage with the potential clients. And you also need, of course, have knowledge of, say, copyright in a digital age. And it's this combination of both digital and the broader set of skills that we refer to as skills for a digital age. And having a diverse set of such skills is likely to increase one's chances of getting employed or even starting your own business. And I would like to really hear your views as we go along. Um, tell me what you think about all this. And in a country like Uganda, where our education curriculum hasn't caught up with the pace of technology, I think it's essential that we, um, and when I say we in this, right now I'm thinking like government, the MasterCard Foundation, supporters of the creative industry, and must recognize the importance of young people having the right skills and knowledge that allows them to fully utilize their creativity to create sustainable livelihoods and thrive, especially in a, an environment that is really, really digital. And of course, to find out what skills young people need, uh, we spoke to Lulu and I spoke to, um, about 37 young creatives, all of them were based in Kampala, uh, FYI. Uh, we did interviews and also held a brainstorming session uh, with young creatives from the literary arts, visual arts, performing arts, fashion, illustration, audiovisual, and many other categories. We also spoke to a lot of uh, experts in the industry, policymakers, training providers, curators of art spaces, development partners and established creatives. And all these were in Kampala, fortunately or unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, so it's not the most representative study, but it gives you an idea of uh, where things start. Oh, stand, sorry. One of the things we also saw to find out was how are young creatives using technology? And we mostly focused on digital platforms because everywhere you look, someone is using a digital platform. And we found that young creatives use digital platforms for so many purposes across the board. But one of the key things that stood out was that digital platforms help to create visibility for your talent as young creatives use digital platforms as a way to it, to gain um, visibility for the work that you do and build audiences and create a fan base. And so nothing new there, but it was just um, something good to hear from young creatives. And for a few, it's a way of generating some income. Uh, 
sometimes people get contacted via social media to do work because they've shared something interesting and someone gets interested. We had a young gamer at our brainstorming session who told us uh, that he makes money via YouTube through sponsorship deals from content companies, from gaming companies. And then we also heard from illustrators who make money by showcasing their work on different platforms and then they can get hired directly by potential clients. And the other important thing that came out of the research is that uh, digital platforms do act as uh, online portfolios. I think as creatives, you know how important it is to have a portfolio to show someone if they did ask you for your work. So for musicians, it's uh, having your work on YouTube is one's portfolio. Illustrators and graphic designers do the same thing with uh, different platforms where they can upload their artwork. And then if you want to hire them, you can do so. It's possible these days. Actors and filmmakers also use a lot of YouTube to as a depository for their work. So that's another portfolio. And we also asked young creatives about emerging technologies, NFTs, AI, and I'll share a bit more about generative AI as it has become one of those very, very popular things. And most young creatives said they were aware that these new uh, technologies exist, but had mixed responses. And I would also like to hear your views on AI and what you whether you're worried or excited about that. Um, many of them did say they were optimistic about the opportunities that generative AI presents by maybe making their work faster or even helping them experiment a bit more. But some said they were worried that it would take work opportunities away from them. Someone said everyone now seems to know how to use Canva so they can do their own thing. But I don't know, for you as performers, do you feel that you are threatened in any way? We'll find out. <clears throat> and then some say it has already taken work away from them, sadly. <clears throat> so just a little bit about skills. Uh, not a little bit, a bit more about skills. So uh, there's a lot more in the report and I'll share with anyone who wants at the end, but I'll give you some of the main headlines that came out in regards to skills. One, and because we spoke to not just creatives, but people from uh, Macquarie University, policymakers, and also experienced creatives, they all agreed that formal education today tends to focus on theory and practice and doesn't provide young creatives today with the skills they need once they get out of uh, university or whichever vocational school they went to and they get into a digital world and realize that things are a bit different. And so many young creatives say that they go through a formal education system, but while this provides a good foundation, it doesn't set them up well to for the digital age as the courses don't really talk about what digital transformation means in the sector and how you can navigate that as a young person. And also it doesn't really prepare them to be creative entrepreneurs in the digital age. And in the report, you will find some interesting quotes from the lecturers about their frustrations with a lack of infrastructure while teaching um, 
uh, your creative arts at university or at other schools. And we also heard that, yes, there are several initiatives uh, providing training, uh, but of course, there, a lot of it is about technical skills and there's a lot more that could be covered, but of course, the skills providers also don't have the equipment or the funding to provide more than technical skills sometimes. And so they will cover, they'll focus on one thing and maybe not do things to do with digital skills or how do you market yourself online, um, things like that. And interestingly, we found that most young creatives know that they need more skills and they are continuously skilling through the University of YouTube. Who is, who's been to the University of YouTube? <laughs> Yes, and, and not just YouTube, they're learning from peers on social media platforms, following accounts of uh, creatives who inspire them. They're learning all sorts of things, creating content, how to make money online, new techniques, technical aspects of their work, digital marketing, and so much more. And, but uh, we also heard that while uh, the University of YouTube can be great. Uh, a lot of the content that is there is not always suited to the local context. And that is also one thing I would love to hear from you guys. Um, like someone mentioned that when they were learning about lighting, the course they had found was focused more on how light falls on ducks on light skin and yet it falls different on black skin. So they wish there was more, uh, to see on about how light falls on a black skin and of course we know the internet is quite dominated by content from the global north so yeah that's an issue and others said of course finding uh, good content or trustworthy content online can also be a bit tricky and then we asked what skills each each creative what skills they most skills they wish they had the list is very, very long, um, but it goes from uh, technical skills, more vocational technical skills, like how to sing, how to play instruments, uh, business and management skills, for example, how to negotiate contracts, how do you price your work, how do you monetize your talent online or even offline, how do you pay your taxes if you want to pay taxes. And then, of course, everyone wants more digital skills. Some want basic digital skills. Others are thinking of, la of learning uh, more advanced skills like coding. Others want to know how do you set up uh, an online exhibition, for example. Uh, we, young creatives also say they want to understand policy better as it relates to the creative industry. And this is more of a knowledge thing and yeah, so just wanting to know what are the laws and regulations that uh, govern the sector? What is the government policy for the sector? So just not having that knowledge would be great. Others also say they wanted to master digital platforms. Um, they are easy to use, but also quite difficult to navigate sometimes. So they want to know how algorithms work, how to monetize one's presence online. And lastly, uh, everyone wants to learn and understand 
or about uh, learn about uh, emerging technologies, whether it's NFTs, generative AI, VR, virtual reality or augmented reality, and know how to best take advantage of them. Uh, we also have lots of other recommendations from uh, young creatives about how to make the ecosystem work better. And this was mentioned by, um, what was the name of, is it say, the gentleman who was here on the earlier panel who talked about the value of having spaces. I've forgotten his name. Aha, uh -huh, that one. So that came up a lot, the value in having spaces where one can experiment. And I think the gentleman earlier said fail and learn and collaborate with peers. Uh, lots on mentoring. Uh, everyone wants to be, to have some mentoring, some mentoring from someone who's been there, done that. Um, and the other interesting thing was a uh, few people mentioned having competitions, more competitions that run on an annual basis where everyone at least can show their talent, try to get better the next year and, you know, improve their skill and also get uh, recognition. And what did we hear from stakeholders? Uh, the usual thing, more funding, more funding, more funding. Government needs to be more invested in the skills development in the sector. Government needs to set up a bit more spaces for creatives. We have one national theater, I think that was mentioned by Honorable Rachel Magola. There's only one national theater. Why don't we have a few more? Um, yeah. The rest, um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that and I will let Sharon uh, take the conversation further with our four lovely panelists and you, the lovely audience. Thank you. Dear listener, thank you for listening in as a table of panelists discussed issues ranging from NFTs, AI, those are technological advancements, and how they affect the young creatives. They also talked about the pros and cons of digital platforms, including social media and all the other platforms. Keep it locked to Ugandan Ad Speaks Out podcast. Be sure to get an episode every week. Stay tuned and remember that Ugandan Ad Speaks Out is proudly sponsored by Omoti Creative. From us, it is a Merry Christmas to you.